Support for this podcast comes from Lever, providing a modern take on the applicant tracking system. Lever combines ATS and CRM functionality into a single powerful platform to help you source, nurture and manage your candidates all in one place. What's more, Lever's deceptively simple interface means that hiring managers and applicants love it too. To find out how Lever can help you both accelerate and humanise hiring, visit www.lever.co slash recruit. That's www.lever.co slash recruit. And Lever is spelt L-E-V-E-R. Lever, where ATS meets CRM. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 65 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Changing established ways of thinking is difficult. Changing established ways of thinking about recruitment within large companies can seem impossible. However, With economies fluctuating, technology improving, and people's communication preferences developing, driving effective change is a key part of the job for every in-house recruiting leader. My guest this week is Samantha Ramsey, Head of Resourcing and Employer Brand at House of Fraser. Over the last two years, Samantha has been systematically challenging assumptions, moving mindsets, and embracing new technologies in order to drive change. I would suggest that this is a must-listen interview for anyone working in in in-house recruiting. Hi, Sam, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm Samantha Ramsey. I'm the Head of Resourcing and Employer Brand at House of Fraser. So I know that um, you've uh, been undergoing kind of a big change program in terms of how you do recruitment at House of Fraser. Um, could you tell us a bit about the sort of the challenges that you were that you were facing that, that prompted this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I came into the business a couple of years ago, um, and um, we are—I mean, we're a traditional retailer, um, and as such, um, I think there are sorts of traditional practices within resourcing um, and the way that we were set up and structured. Um, but also the mindset about what resourcing is. Um, and actually, when I came in, when I uh, when I sat down with the board after sort of you know a few weeks of getting to know everyone and. And I sat down with them individually and they said, you know, what, what is it that you plan to do? What do you think of it so far? Um, the best way I could describe it was the function that we had at that time was a recruitment function and what we needed is a resourcing function. And they couldn't quite understand what the difference was. And for me, there's a fundamental difference. Um, and, and what we had was um, a great team, you know, a, a great function. But it was one that was a lot more reactive. And I think lots of people would probably um, find that quite familiar. It's very reactive, lot very admin heavy, lots of reliance on Excel, not great systems, uh, a bigger reliance on agency than we would like. So, um, and, and some 
negative feedback from the business about time to hire and quality. So these are kind of the standards, things that most people kind of hear in resourcing. Um, and we weren't necessarily doing anything drastic about it to make a change. And so what we then looked at is changing everything that we did. And I'm, I'm quite a big advocate for transforming uh, and looking at things in a completely different way because I think that if you're wanting to make a difference making a fundamental change enables you to do that if you're constantly just doing little things that are a little bit different you're not going to make a massive impact and what was required was a massive impact so um, we looked at everything and that was down that was everything from the organizational structure within resourcing uh the people um and that's not to say we didn't have good people we did have good people they probably were just went in the right roles um we looked at systems processes the strategy there wasn't one and i think it's really important to have one um and spent a, probably about three four months looking at that and coming up with what we felt was the right strategy for resourcing at house of fraser um, and that's the journey that we have been embarking on over the last two years. So uh, tell us a bit more about the strategy. What, um, you know, what, what is your, what is your strategy? How, how, how you know, how, how do you see this, this, this panning out? What, what, what is it that you're actually doing? Yeah. So um, it's interesting because, you know, recruitment is really simple. Is Our job is to find people jobs and to fill them and that's it and we need to fill them with really good people in the most cost effective way um and quickly that really is what resourcing in its you know on its own is um however i think where where we need to look at things a little bit differently is that recruit because recruitment is very process-led People apply for a job, they go through the recruitment process, they get offered, they get... It's the same thing, you know, it doesn't change, it won't change in 20 years' time to what it was 20 years ago. But I think because of that, we tend to think of resourcing as a process, and actually it's not. Um, it's much bigger than that. The, the process element is just the steps that a, a candidate needs to take to get something approved or signed off or offered or so on and so forth. It's, that's not... That's what the recruitment bit is. Resourcing is about how you, how you communicate with people, how you understand your brand and your business, how you um, enthuse others to work for your organisation, um, the experience that they have. And it's a much wider topic than just filling jobs. So we've spent a lot of time looking at that, and we still are. And so the strategy is based around that, but it's not; it isn't rocket science, right? It's um, it's onboarding, offer, attraction. You know, the the standard sourcing, selection. Um, the strategy, the bit that's different, though, is to, I think two things. One is understanding the ethos and the goal. What we want to what we want to feel like. What we want how we want others to feel in those processes. Um, and the second piece is understanding that that potentially requires a totally different way of looking at things, which is what we've been doing and really tackling, you know, asking really silly questions. You'd think really silly questions. Do we need to interview? 
What is an interview? What is a CV? Why do we need CVs? And questioning things that are just standard recruitment practices and actually just looking at them in a different way and going, actually, do we need this anymore? Actually, is this what people do anymore? Um, And that has instigated a huge amount of change. Um, I'm very lucky that the business and the board have been very supportive. I think that's incredibly important for any change that you go through is the backing and the support of others. And whereas they might not have always understood 100% what I was trying to achieve because it's, it's not something they had experienced before, they believed in me and my team and that the premise in which we were, you know, of the journey that we were embarking on was for the, for the good of the business and our people. So, what were the answers to some of those stupid questions? You know, what is an interview? Do you still need CVs? I mean, what what, what changes happened as a result of um, um, you know that that kind of um, that kind of investigation? Yeah, so a really big one. A good example of that is for our store sales advisors. So um, what we were doing is recruiting based on people's um, CVs through screening, um, and quite frankly. I don't really care whether someone's worked in another retailer before. That doesn't make you a good sales advisor. Um, what makes you a good sales advisor and a good sales advisor for House of Fraser are certain behaviours and traits, um, those of which I, we cannot see on a CV. So I'm genuinely not remotely interested in what someone's previous experience is because it's about their intrinsic values and their motivations, what's important to them and why they enjoy doing what they do. And that was the biggest part of our business being, you know, a good, I don't know, 80, 85% of the hiring in my team is, is, is to volume recruitment. And so changing the mindset in the business to say that we won't be selecting people based on their previous experience anymore and we won't be reviewing anyone's CV anymore um, was a challenge because it was a real comfort zone. So it's not that people don't understand it. They can understand the concept of why you wouldn't. I think it makes logical sense. But there's a real comfort factor. Um, And it was about finding stores and people who got it and wanted to give it a go, to test it, to show that it worked. And very quickly, as anything does, um, and and is why we have the power of social media, is that when you hear that someone else is doing something that's pretty cool, everybody wants to do it. Um, And that's what happened. And we tested it with a few stores. Um, The results were phenomenal. Um, They were really really, uh, pleased about it and um, everyone wanted to do it. We still have a challenge where CVs now still go to store for the final part of the process. So that's the next, that's the next chapter in our journey um, is to get that away from them when they finally go to store. But we no longer select them through the first two thirds of the recruitment process based on their CV. Just to dig a little bit deeper in that before I've got another burning question I want to ask you, but before we kind of move on. So, so, so how are you doing it? If you're not using um, CVs until that, that final third, Mm. how how does a recruitment process work to that point? Well, essentially we are using black magic. Um, (laughs) 
Um, and guess we just pick one out of every 10 applicants. No, it's, it's not. Um, although that probably would be better than reviewing people's CVs. What we are doing is using, uh, so we're using an online assessment. So there's two things, an online assessment and a video interview. The online assessment is, um, we, we worked, we spent a lot of time with the chemistry group and we like them very much because they spend a lot of time understanding people's intrinsic behaviours and values and we had occupational psychologists come in and understand what great looks like for our sales advisors and wrote an assessment that's online specific to us. So that's worked, I mean that's worked incredibly. We look at culture fits and behaviours. The stores immediately saw an improvement for the candidates that we saw because that went live first. And the people that they saw at assessment centre, um, the feedback was coming back that the quality was so much better than they are than they have previously seen. Um, then we added in video interviewing, um, and for us, the video interviewing uh, was about seeing people's personality and how they communicate and how they engage with people. Um, Again, it's less about whether someone's worked at a sales job before and how they would necessarily respond to a certain th- situation. Um, in the video interview, it's about their communication and their engagement, um, their engagement style. So we do that. Um, and then they go through to an assessment centre, which we'd rolled out. So we didn't have assessment centres in stores, believe it or not, um, up until about, about a year and a half ago. It was all one-to-one interviews, which is um, crazy in the volume. Um, no wonder no one had any time. Um, and uh, to move to an assessment centre model, and then what we used is we used the uh, information we had gathered with chemistry with the online assessment, built that out further, added in peripheral behaviours that weren't the sort of four or five cut-off kind of killer ones at the beginning, added that in and worked with them to build a really exciting and fun assessment centre that people enjoy doing have you know they don't have a horrible daunting experience we don't need to put people under loads and loads of pressure and make them feel rubbish um have a bit of fun see what they're really like in real life and how they interact with others and that's how we now hire which has been brilliant so um on to my burning question which um we've had a number of conversations about um recruitment being marketing so uh, going back to the the sort of the talent attraction piece of all of this um you know what's your thinking on that the the relationship between talent attraction and marketing um, and where the industry is and where it might be going um i've really as you know i have really strong views on this and i think it's a a really exciting stage in uh in, in our industry and resourcing because actually it's because of the way that the world has moved on so much but it feels like resourcing kind of hasn't um you know we still post our adverts and I suppose we've cut we've kind of moved on from posting an advert in a paper but literally just because we do the papers online now I mean and really that's not how people engage that's not how people engage with anything and if I th- I think that if you if you think about how you engage as an individual about anything in life. Um, It's a lot more around other people's views, rich media. You search for it a lot. You don't necessarily get fed a lot of information. Like it doesn't always just come straight. You find stuff. Um, It's written in a style that suits you. It's, there's, you know, it's a lot more creative. It's a lot more interesting and engaging. And so even if you just took it as a simple point of content now is more interesting and engaging 
and ask, ask the question, are your job adverts more interesting and engaging or are they the same as they were five years ago? The answer is probably no. Um, and it's not just job ads, it's everything. And because it's everything, what we need to do is move away as recruiters from looking at things as a process. We post an ad, we wait for applicants, we go on LinkedIn, we screen them, they go through the interview process, they get offered. Because that's not how the great not that's not how great people are looking anymore. And they don't really want to apply to adverts either. They want to know about, oh my god, this company sounds awesome and I've been seeing it for ages and ages in my kind of vision, you know, I kind of hear about them, I see it, I see it. Um, I want to know more. And it's how do you do that and how do you get recruiters to operate in the same mentality as marketing people? Because that's what they do brilliantly for products, for anything that you buy. Resourcing, I think, needs to go exactly the same way. And are you seeing that happening? Um, or you um, is it a, a, a journey the industry needs to go on? Um, and if it is a journey the industry needs to go on, you know, where, where should we be starting? What what should organisations be doing and recruiters be doing first um, to you know get themselves um, up to date for the the sort of marketing centric yeah. um, world we now live in? Um, am I seeing it now? Not really. I think that there are obviously some companies that are doing it, some organisations, but I don't think it as a general term um, and it's I suppose it's a little bit concerning bearing in mind there's still a lot of resourcing functions that aren't even operating with an ATS you know or uh, or good systems or up, up to even just kind of what they would feel is up to date and you read lots of um, resourcing surveys with you know what do people feel about their brand and their career site and their systems and their ability to recruit and their reliance on agencies we're still not much further on, really. Um, and so there is a little bit of a concern of thinking, if we haven't yet got people, and the majority of resourcing functions up to date, moving them another stage on, looking at CRM and marketing and changing the behaviours and the mindset of resourcing is a, is a big jump. So it's not an impossible one. What I think the journey that we need to go on, I really have to stop saying the word journey. Um, <laughs> the, um, what, we, what we have to go on is, is educating people that, that it's, this is not the future, this is the now. Um, and I think if people see things in a futuristic way, it's a lot harder to understand and to move into because it's, it feels like, oh gosh, we're, we're, we're doing something that others aren't doing. We're doing something that hasn't been tested before and we don't know whether it's going to be a thing or not. It's In a way, it's a bit like going out and saying, by the way, there's this fandangled thing called the internet. It, you know, this is It's all already around. We just need to position resourcing in a very different way and so for me it's about working with professionals that do it every day so looking speaking with marketers speaking with um people in digital teams how they think what they do looking at marketing training you know there aren't any um as far as i've seen and i've tried to look training programs um that i want to send my team on so that they can understand what marketers do and how they think and the tools that they use. Um, we then apply recruitment over the top of that. It's not about making recruitment marketing. It's looking at marketing and adding recruitment processes into it. That's how. That's what I would say. 
Uh, no, that's cool. That's a that's a fantastic pers- perspective on it. I think because um, you know there is so much going on in digital marketing at the moment, and um, you know personally, I get very frustrated that um, re- recruiters won't investigate it or embrace it or look at it, and all of the the, the candidates and the talent that they're that they're working with are used to mm-hmm. um, you know being communicated into being communicated within that way um, in 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 other parts of their other parts of their life. Um, so if if recruitment marketing marketing in recruitment is the the the, the present i'm i'm interested in uh, what you might have your eye on in the future because you've mentioned video interviewing and crm and some of the uh, technologies that have kind of emerged over the sort of ne- the, the last two or three years um, i'm guessing in your job you must see a lot of stuff that uh, people uh, you know people talk to you about um you know what's uh, you know what's interesting where, where do you think this is going i mean on my um, we we're recording this in um, in July um, and I was walking through the park on the way here um, and I kept bumping into people playing Pokemon Go because it's just come out this just come out this week so um, you know the world is changing and technology is changing what are you, what are you seeing in recruitment that's interesting um, that you might be interested in in the future? Um, what are things that we are looking at at the moment and um, I don't I don't know is it is it new I um, so referrals is a big thing for us and but I think referrals in a slightly different way and there's some really great technology providers that do the referral program but but it's it's via social media in the sense of so what's big for me is to um and what I think recruitment should be in the future is um it's not really a function on its own. Like recruitment, it's kind of like it's a dark art that just recruiters do, and we do it, and nobody else touches CVs, and we we're the ones that do, you know, sourcing and so. On. And actually, I don't think if you if you if you agree that marketing and uh, social conversation conversations and branding and that's much bigger than an individual um, is the right way to go. You can't then just leave that all down to one recruitment team. It should be the part of everybody and it should be the part of everybody within your organisation. So our goal within House of Fraser is to um, is to get everyone to become a brand ambassador, you know, and everyone likes to talk about great stuff that they have done or seen or eaten or, I don't know, watched. And you've just talked about the Pokemon thing. So literally, it's because it's a whole... Everyone's like, oh my God, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Um, people will always talk about stuff they're interested in. They'll also talk about stuff that they absolutely hate, as we know. Um, so it's about getting getting, getting employees bought into the brand and realising actually they are also a recruiter. So I want to turn my team into like 5,000 recruiters. Though That's how we generate um, a change and a difference in the way that people see resourcing and our organisation and our environment um but it's then to allow them to be able to do that through technology and this coming back to the referral piece um is that if people are communicating and talking about a brand that they love they need to be able to have the tools to enable them to do that for one um and if they're doing it and uh others are externally are interested in it they need to be able to apply and those people need to get rewarded to say thanks you know hey we wouldn't have found this awesome person if it wasn't for you and it wasn't for you necessarily saying here's a job I think you'd be good at it it might have been you posting a tweet to say 
look how cool this was in the office today. Um, someone's clicked on it, thought, gosh, how's Fraser sounds awesome, comes through and applies for a job. But they wouldn't have done that if you hadn't retweeted a tweet or, I don't know, sent something out on Facebook or whatever it might be. So functionality that enables you to do that, and we're, we're looking at a system which we're about to which we're about to sign, which will go live in the autumn, um, which enables our, our, um, biz- our business to do that. Um, and they get points. So, for example, I hate referral programs where you get money for doing something. Um, I hate referral programs that, you know, have loads of parameters. Like, you can't, you can't get money if you don't know them. You can't get money if it's your own team. You can't get money if you're a certain level. I'm thinking, I genuinely don't care. If you have done something that's mean that we've hired someone awesome, I want to say thanks. And so it's how do I do that? And how do, how do I make you feel awesome about doing that too? So ours is about an altruistic way um, it's about giving people experiences to say thank you and things that they will remember and they will attach to the brand does that make sense so that's what personally that's what I'm really focused on there are loads of cool technologies out there at the moment um, they seem to be coming up every single day I get at least 10 emails in my inbox about some random piece of technology which will be awesome but I can't have everything I think my team would go mental if I signed up yet another system Sam, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks very much. My thanks to Samantha Ramsey. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can also find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.